Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Field Gold Podcast. Today I'm joined with Alec, Matt, and Benjamin. And up first we'll be talking about the three winners and two losers of last week. So for me, my three winners are Bill Belichick of the Patriots. He was able to beat a top-seeded Bills team with only throwing three passes the entire game. And if that's not outcoaching the other team, I don't know what is. My second winner is Dan Campbell of the Lions. Uh, He gave the Lions their first win of the season, you know, helped them out. I think he's been a great coach all year. He shows he cares about his players, and I truly think he's up next. And then lastly, I have Garner Minshew of the Eagles. He was uh, put in at quarterback after Jalen Hurts' injury and went off. Last year we saw uh, what's called Minshew Mania, where he went off and had a great season. But then, for some reason, they drafted a quarterback and traded him, and he became the backup but I feel like we might see a Minshew Mania part two after his week, uh, week performance last week. So, My first winner of the week is the Miami Dolphins as they have started the year off slow and they have came back and won five of their last five games. My second winner of the week is the Washington football team as they are now 6-6 six and six on the year being the Oakland or, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And they are back in the playoff picture. And my final winner for the week, after starting the year 0-10-1, the Detroit Lions finally come out victorious against the Minnesota Vikings 29-27 as Jared Goff wins NFC Player of the Week. All right, it's Matt here. My first winner, sorry, yeah, my first winner is the Cowboys. Uh, They've came back from a horrible game against the Chiefs, and I I have no idea why they lost that. Um, My second winner is the Colts, because they played a spectacular defensive game against the Texans. It's, I mean, it's anybody can win on Sunday, but creating a shutout is extremely uh, hard to do. Uh, My third winner is the Chargers. They played a spectacular game against the Bengals. And I thought that was going to be a hell of a game, but it did not turn out that way. It was a slugfest that ended with the Chargers winning by 19 points. Uh, my first loser is the Giants. Um, I hate the Giants. I hate them very much, and their team is in shambles. And our salary cap for next year is completely screwed because of all our players that we pay to do nothing. It's awesome. And my second loser is the Ravens. I don't know why they wouldn't just kick the field or the extra point, but they didn't, and they're stupid for that, and that's why they lost. This is Ben, and my first win of the week is going to have to go to the Washington football team coming off their – Fourth straight win, they uh, close out versus the Raiders, who have looked pretty good in past weeks. Uh, My second winner of the week is Gardner Minshew, who coming in uh, off the bench this week had a great game, especially in the first half, and beat the Jets. And then my third winner of the week is going to be the Patriots in terrible conditions. Uh, their defense played phenomenal, and their offense, they barely even passed the ball and still won on the ground. For my first loser of the week, I have Jamar Chase. After the first half of the season, I feel like he was the obvious rookie of the year candidate. 
And now I feel like he's losing that race to Mac Jones. He also had a giant drop that turned out to be an interception. I feel like that truly changed the tide of the way the game was going. I feel like if they got that touchdown, they would have the momentum early and could easily have won the game. And my second loser of the week is Andy Dalton of the Chicago Bears. At the beginning of the season, he was supposed to be the starting quarterback for the Bears. And after Justin Fields went down, he had a chance to prove why he was supposed to be that quarterback. And he threw four interceptions and lost the game. I feel like it was just a sorry performance, and I feel like that Justin Fields can do better on any given Sunday. Uh, for my first loser of the week, I'm going to go with Taysom Hill. Came out on Thursday Night Football against the Cowboys through four picks. He did have a good rushing game, but it wasn't enough to get them over the Cowboys. It puts the New Orleans Saints at 5-7 and seven on the year. And for my second loser of the week, I have to go with the Minnesota Vikings as they played a terrible game against Detroit giving Detroit their first win on the year, putting them at 5-7 and seven now, and it's not looking too bright for Minnesota to make the playoffs at this point in the NFC, even though it is pretty wide open. All right, so for my first loser of the week, I'm going to have to go with the Bengals, who in going into the game, I think a lot of people thought we're going to win with a higher-powered offense against the Chargers defense that hasn't been too good, but they we're not very successful at all and we're down pretty much the whole game. And then my second loser is going to be the Bills. Even in, they were in bad conditions, but they still only put up 10 points and uh just were pretty much stopped in the red zone every time they got there. So up next we'll be doing two locks and two uh upsets for next week. So for my first lock, I have the Kansas City Chiefs over the Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like the Chiefs are one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. And the Raiders are one of the coldest, and I feel like that trend will continue in Kansas City. And my second lock of the week is the Chargers over the New York Giants. I feel like the Chargers and Justin Herbert are just now hitting their stride, and I feel like the Giants going on to their third-string quarterback are just no match for them. Even if they had Daniel Jones playing, I feel like they'd still lose by, like, 21 points. But not having their quarterback makes it even worse. For my first upset of the week, I have the Baltimore Ravens over the Cleveland Browns. I feel like Cleveland has not played to their potential this year, and I feel like that trend will continue. And I feel like Lamar Jackson will try to look for a revenge game after two very not-solid weeks for him. And for my second upset of the week, I have the Rams over the Arizona Cardinals. I feel like the Rams, knowing that they're going to be have to fight for that NFC West title, they're gonna. This is a huge game for them, and I feel like they'll come away with a win. I feel like Stafford will find Cup, and I feel like Odell Beckham's getting more involved in that offense, and I feel like that can only help them. For my first lock of the week, I'm going to be taking the New Orleans Saints over the New York Jets. Uh, I just feel like the Saints are going to play a much better game than the Jets. Even though the Jets have looked a little bit better in recent weeks, I still think that Taysom Hill has enough to get past the New York Jets defense and score enough points so their defense doesn't have to worry. And for my second lock of the week, I'm going to be taking the Green Bay Packers over the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Packers are just a much better team overall. Aaron Rodgers is going to outplay Andy Dalton by a lot. And there's really there's going to be no competition in that game. The line is Green Bay, minus 12.5, and, and I think they're going to run it up on them. So. And for my first upset of the week, I'm going to be taking... The Bengals over the San Francisco 49ers. The Bengals come off this week losing, and the 49ers also came up this week losing. San Francisco is favored in this game by one and a half points, but I do think the Bengals at seven and four, as I do think Jamar Chase will have a comeback game after a couple drops last week. And for my second upset of the week, I will be taking the Detroit Lions over the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are eight and a half point favorites, and I do think the Lions continue this, if you want to call it a hot streak, 
of winning one game against the Denver Broncos, who have not played well in recent weeks. Starting off with the locks, uh, my first lock will be the Titans versus the Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars suck, and they will continue to suck. That's all I have to say. Trevor Lawrence has not been producing, and Titans defense is pretty solid this year. Um, My second lock is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Bills. Um, Bills have just not gotten their stuff together, and Buccaneers are on a roll. Tom Brady will always find a way to beat the Bills, and that is my lock. Starting on upsets, uh, my first upset is the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland's favored at two and a half. Ravens will beat them. That's what I feel like. I feel like Ravens will use Lamar Jackson and run all over the Browns' defense. Uh, My second upset is the Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. I feel like Matthew Stafford will get in his groove again and beat the Arizona Cardinals, even though I think Arizona Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. I think that they will have a bad game and lose to the Rams. So for my first lock of the week, I'm going to go with the Packers over the Bears. Uh, The Bears have not been haven't shown much all season and I think that continues this week and the Packers are going to be red hot after this buy it and I think that it's going to be walk in the park uh my second lock of the week is the Broncos over the Lions the Lions are just bad in general the Broncos aren't the best team in the world but the Lions are easily the worst team in the NFL so I think that should be an easy win uh my first upset of the week is going to be the Bengals over the 49ers. I think the Bengals have a big bounce back week. I think they have a big offense that can uh, beat the 49ers deep. And I don't think the 49ers, the 49ers were pretty bad last week. And I don't think that they will be very good. And then my second lock, or my second upset of the week is going to be the uh, Panthers over the, or the Falcons over the Panthers. The Falcons have looked decent in the past few weeks, and the Panthers have just looked terrible. I don't think that the Panthers are going to win this game. Uh, now for my segment, it's uh, sports betting and money lines. Um, we're going to begin with a Thursday night game. It's between the Steelers and the Vikings. Uh, Minnesota is currently uh, minus three and projected a win against the Steelers at home. Uh, this game, I will be taking the Steelers plus three as I do think they're going to come out on top against Minnesota. I really think think even though they are away they can't pull out the win because they desperately need it to stay in contention for the AFC wild card because I don't think they're going to win their division uh, for the second game it's uh, the Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns uh, this is the first Sunday game at 1 p.m. Cleveland is favored in this game minus two and a half as a Browns fan it's hard um, I do think the Baltimore Ravens will win this game as I will be taking Baltimore plus two and a half in this game Uh, For the third game, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are favored minus 8.5. Right now, they don't have Derrick Henry, which is going to make it tough, but this Jacksonville team is so bad that I don't think it's going to be an issue. I will be taking Tennessee minus 8.5 in this game. 
Uh, for the fourth game, it's the Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City comes in at eight and four. The Raiders come in at six and six. Kansas City is minus nine and a half in this game. Uh, personally, I do think the Chiefs will take that nine and a half uh, money line. I do think the Chiefs will blow them out at home. Uh, for the Jets Saints game taking place in New York at MetLife, New Orleans favored by five points at minus five. Uh, I do think the Jets have a chance to win this game, but if it were my bet, I would take the Saints minus five in this situation. For the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys come in at eight and four, Washington at six and six. Washington really needs this game to stay in contention for the NFC wild card. Uh, Dallas is favored in this game at minus four. This could be this could end up being a close game as Washington and Dallas tend to play close games. It doesn't really matter the record at that point. But the line is Dallas minus four, and I will be taking that. The next game is between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers haven't looked so hot, but they come into this game both at five and seven. Carolina is minus two and a half in this situation. This game could go either way, but with Carolina not looking that great recently and the Falcons putting up a fight against uh, Tampa Bay. I will be taking the Atlanta Falcons minus two and a half. It's going to be a tough game, but that's my opinion. Uh, Next game is the Seattle Seahawks, who are four and eight. Uh, They're not really living up to their expectation this year. They should be in the playoff picture, but there's not. Versus the Houston Texans, who are two and ten. Seattle is minus seven and a half in this game. It's taking place in Houston. Uh, this could also be a close money line. I don't think it's going to be a close game, but I will take Seattle minus 7.5 in this situation. This next game was my upset of the week in the previous segment. It's the Detroit Lions who come in with one win on the year and one tie with 10 losses versus the Denver Broncos who are 6-6 six and six and fighting for a wild card spot. This is the first 405 game. Uh, Denver is favored in this uh, situation at minus eight and a half. Uh, as my upset of the week, I will be taking the Detroit Lions plus eight and a half in this situation. I don't think they're going to win by more than eight and a half, but I do think it'll be between that one to eight mark. This next game, in my personal opinion, is going to be a blowout between the the Chargers and the New York Giants. Chargers are 7-5 and five and in the AFC playoff picture right now. And I do think the Chargers line of minus 10.5 is very favorable, and I will be taking that. For this next game, it's between the San Francisco 49ers, who come in at 6-6, six and six, versus the Cincinnati Bengals, who are 7-5. and five. Uh, San Francisco is favored uh, at minus 1.5. This is a really close uh, betting game, but I will be taking the Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half as they're at home, and they need another win to get back to try to get in the lead of the AFC North. This brings us to the Buffalo Bills, who come in at seven and five, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are nine and three. Uh, Tampa Bay is favored at minus three and a half as they're at home in Tampa. Uh, I will be taking Tampa minus three and a half, as I do think they'll beat the Bills by more than that. And for the Sunday night primetime game between the Packers and the Chicago Bears, the Packers come in at nine and three versus the Bears four and eight. Green Bay is favored by minus 12 and a half. 
Honestly, I don't think this game's going to be close at all as Aaron Rodgers is going to outduel Andy Dalton by a lot with Devontae Adams by his side. Uh, Green Bay minus 12.5 should be a steal as I do think Green Bay will win by at least 13 to 20 points. And for the final game of this segment, it is between the Los Angeles Rams and the Arizona Cardinals. Personally, these are my two... These, these are the two teams I think are the two best in the NFL right now, even though the Rams have lost a couple of their last games. Uh, this game is taking place in Arizona as Arizona comes in at 10-2 versus Los Angeles at 8-4. Uh, Arizona is favored at minus 2.5 right now, and... That is too close to call for me, as I do think the Rams have a good chance to win this game with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. So I will be taking uh, Los Angeles plus two and a half. Uh, for this next segment, we're going to be doing over-unders as a group. Um, I'm going to be saying a player and their statistic, and we're going to go over-under the amount given on the app. Uh, for the first one, we're going to do Ben Roethlisberger against the Minnesota Vikings at 240.5 passing yards. I'm going to start this off. This could be a very close one, but I do think that he will throw under for this one. I agree with the under. I feel like the Steelers are going to use Najee Harris more and more. As they get closer to the playoffs, they'll obviously want to clinch that spot. So I feel like using Najee is where their best bet's at. Three words. Too many yards. He is definitely going under. That Big Ben arm ain't worth nothing. Yeah, I just don't think Big Ben, Big ben has uh, Big ben. the arm he used to, like Matt said, and they're going to want to rely more on the running game. Uh, for the next quarterback, we're going to be going with Patrick Mahomes at 275.5 passing yards against Las Vegas. Uh, the Las Vegas defense, I don't think they're that good, honestly. This could be another close one. He could easily go for like 250 and be just under it, or he could go for like 400. It's Patrick Mahomes. You don't really know. He could explode at any moment. But I will be taking the over just because there's a much better chance that he booms more than he busts. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to take the over. I feel like the Raiders' defense has lost a lot of key pieces this year, and I feel like Mahomes is just now hitting his stride. He's beginning to play well somewhat. <laughs> um. No, the last time he played Raiders, he threw for 401 yards and five touchdowns. He is definitely going to go over this. Yeah, I think the Raiders' secondary just isn't good enough. Patrick Mahomes is going to be thrown all over the place, and I think he should easily hit the uh, 275 yards. Uh, and for our third and final quarterback, we are going to be going with the NFC Player of the Week, Jared Goff, at 205.5 passing yards. Uh, last week, he threw for 296 <laughs> And I do think against this Denver defense, he's capable of doing it again. I'm, I don't think he's going to go much higher than that, but I do think he'll barely just scalp over it. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the over. I feel like Dan Campbell realized that that's how they're going to win games is with throwing the ball deep and not playing as conservative as, the, as they have been. And with DeAndre Swift still out, I feel like passing the ball is going to be more of a choice for them. Yeah, I feel like without DeAndre Swift, uh, they're, they're going to have to pass the ball more. Uh, Jamal Williams is an okay uh, backup, but they're really going to need to pass the ball if they want to win this game. Benjamin, I completely disagree with you. Like, you're literally stupid. Um, the Lions are going to get absolutely destroyed by this Broncos defense. They're not going to be able to pass. Broncos are going to take up the entire possession of the ball. Jared Goff is not going to get it out. It's, this is the way that it's going to be.
For our next statistic, we're going to be uh, doing running backs and rushing yards. The first one is going to be Nick Chubb versus Baltimore at 65.5 rushing yards. Um, after the last game against Baltimore, I do think the Browns will see that they need to use him more if they want a chance to win this game. And I do think he will get over that 64.5 uh, rushing, rushing mark. I think he'll go under, personally. I feel like the Browns just have too many offensive weapons, especially at the running back position. And I truly feel like Baltimore will eat up most of the time of possession with all of their offense. They're a very run-heavy offense, and that ticks the time very well. Uh, for me, this is a hard one because Nick Chubb is a very explosive player. He gets all of his yards in one or two plays, and That's where you're wrong. Huh? That's, That's where you're wrong. That Nick, is not Nick where I'm Chubb wrong. in the fourth quarter leads every running back in the NFL last year with 10 rush yards per run in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's for one run. That's not one chunk. That's that's I for multiple run runs. Per attempt. Per attempt. Yes. And he runs it multiple times. Oh my God, no, bro. So it takes the average of his total yards and divides it by the attempts. He has very explosive plays towards the end of the game because the defenses are run down and that's where he's able to slip tackles and go for these big runs that's where his most he may have some big runs if you ever watched a game he he goes over 10 yards 10 yards 10 yards a run just watch just watch the line i completely disagree with you well we'll find out okay uh i think that this is going to be a close game neither team has been playing great so i think the uh, Cleveland's going to be able to rely on the run game as Baker's not the most reliable quarterback. Uh, for our next one is a fan favorite, Cordero Patterson, at 45.5 rushing yards against Carolina. Uh, this week, I do think I will be taking the over as Carolina's defense. They start off the year pretty well, but they're not doing as well recently, so I will take the over in this one. No, this one's very difficult for me because I'll know he'll get a lot of yards, but I don't know how many rush yards he get and how many receiving yards he get. Personally, I'll take the under. I feel like they're going to be passing the ball more. I feel like he'll get a ton of receiving yards being that dual threat player he is. But I just don't see him hitting 45 rush yards. I'm in 100% agreeance with Connor on this one. Yeah, I also agree. I think that uh, Cordell Patterson is going to be getting a lot of reception. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. But uh, I think the Panthers uh, front seven is one of the better parts to their team, and they're not going to be running the ball as much. And for the final running back, we're going to go with Leonard Fournette at 50.5 rushing yards against Buffalo. This Buffalo defense has looked pretty good this year. Uh, Leonard Fournette has also looked pretty good as he is one of my running backs on my fantasy team. Uh, But this defense, I think, is going to stop that and force Tom Brady to pass the ball at home. So I do think it's going to be the under for Leonard Fournette. Right, you are an idiot. Do you know what Buffalo just did? You know they just let up how many rushing yards against the Patriots? How many times did they run the ball? 40-something. Exactly. That's why. What do you mean, that's why? Leonard Fournette is going to go over because the amount of yards that Buffalo just led up to. Leonard Fournette in the last five games has not gone over 50.5 rushing yards four out of five times. What makes you think he can do it against his Buffalo defense? Because they just let up 200, 300 yards. Against a team that ran it 31 straight times. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason why they they ran for so much is because they ran it every single play. They threw the ball three times. They should be able to stop the run if they keep running it every time. Three times. I'm going to agree with Matt on this one. I feel like Brady's one of the smartest players in the NFL, and he watches a lot of film. And I feel like if he saw that the Bills weren't able to stop the Patriots' run, he's going to give the ball to Fournette. He's not a selfish player. He does what he needs to to win games, and I feel like he's going to know that Fournette needs the ball. Uh, I don't think that Fournette's going to get this. I think that the Bills' front seven is also really good, and Tom Brady uh, is going to be passing the ball a lot. And 
Yeah. And having Leonard Fournette on my fantasy team, it is I watch him a lot when he's a when he's playing. Leonard Fournette catches the ball a lot. He will have a lot of yards, but it may not necessarily be just from the run. In my personal opinion. Uh, now we go to wide receivers and receiving yards. We're going to start off with Deontay Johnson against Minnesota. It's at 75.5. Uh, he could easily go over this, but I do think that they're going to spread the ball around more this game, let Najee Harris run it. So I will be taking the under, even though I do think he will catch a touchdown at least. I'll also be taking the under. I think Deontay Johnson will have a lot of targets and catches, but I do not think they'll be for big chunkage of yards. Be having Ben Roethlisberger throw him the ball. Who's up? 70 yards? Yeah. 75.5. 75. Um, I think he will go just over that at 80 because he's going to get, you know, 15 usual targets from Big Ben. Big Ben's going to get shut down. He's going to be the only receiver that he relies on. 80 yards, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but not under the 75 mark. Yeah, I think Deontay Johnson hates it. Uh, he's really one of the – he's probably the – primary receiver and the Vikings corners are pretty bad so I don't I think that Deontay could I'd argue that Najee Harris is the primary receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah but the I mean he can't throw it short every play right I mean mean, it's Big Ben Big Big Ben has no arm on him anymore there's a there's a good chance he could just throw Uh, to Najee Harris that's why I'll have the under on him I watched the game where Big Ben threw to him 13 times he can easily do that but I don't think it's gonna be that many so uh, our next one is going to be Mark Andrews at 47.5 receiving yards against Cleveland. Uh, hopefully he won't, uh, just for the Browns' sake, um, but I do think he will get the over on that one. Yeah, I definitely think he'll get the over. Lamar Jackson knows two things, and that's run the ball and throw the tight end, and I feel like he'll definitely get over 47 yards. Unfortunately, yes. Easily, Mark Andrews is the biggest target on that team. He will definitely get over this short stack of a – Goal, uh, 47 and a half. He will definitely get at least 80. That is my prediction. Yeah, I think uh, Mark Andrews is definitely good for 40 yards. Uh, he is definitely the main target on that team, so that should be pretty easy for him. And our last one is going to be Terry McLaurin at 60.5 receiving yards versus Dallas. Uh, McLaurin can range anywhere from 20 to 100 receiving yards a game. It just really depends. It's kind of spotty. Um, against his Dallas defense, I do think they're going to need him to play good for a chance to win this game. Uh, for that reason, I will be taking the over, but it's going to be close in my opinion. I'm going to be taking the under because if you've watched Washington's win streak recently, the way they've won games is by running the ball and holding the possession. And I feel like since they've been winning games, they're going to continue to play that way. I think McLaurin's an amazing receiver, but I just do not think he'll get that many yards personally. I think McLaurin will be under. I think he will get the bare minimum of 20 yards. Uh, not going over because Dallas, this Dallas defense is definitely going just to go ham on the Washington offense. Heineke's not going to be able to do anything. Terry McLaurin's not going to be able to get open. Trevor Diggs is going to clamp him like his big old daddy. And Terry McLaurin's not going to go over his mark. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a close one, but I think with if Trayvon Diggs lines up on Terry McLaurin, considering uh, Terry McLaurin's Trayvon Diggs' dad, I think uh, he is, should get it, but it's definitely going to be a close one. Uh, I'm going to throw an extra one at with uh, Daddy DK Metcalf at 55, or 54.5 receiving yards versus Houston. He hasn't got over 55 receiving yards these last couple weeks. Uh, when I say couple weeks, it's been five. Um, against, But he's playing Houston. 
So I, with no Chris Carson in the lineup, I do think they're going to just rely on uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to do the main load of scoring and receiving. So I'm going to go with the over for yeah, the first I'm time in a while. Gonna, I'm also going to go with the over. I think DK will break out of the slump. Also, you have to mention that three of those five games that he didn't hit that mark was just Geno Smith at quarterback. Russell Wilson is just coming back. He's just now getting healthy, it looks. He was playing, but he wasn't full health. And I feel like last week he showed a little bit of um, trajectory toward upwards, so I feel like DK Metcalf will begin to become more involved in the game plan. Uh, I think he's going to go under. DK Metcalf actually sucks, and people are starting to realize that. He actually sucks. He has no hands. He is very anti-DK Metcalf, as you can tell. Literally, he sucks. D- hey, okay, Russell you're done. Wilson. You're done. Russell Wilson Benjamin, will try you're up. to get him the ball. Benjamin, you're up. Uh, only because it's the Lions, I think, that uh, DK Metcalf will get it. Houston. Oh, they're playing Houston, so same thing. Uh, just because they're playing Houston, I think that they he should get this time, but Russell Wilson really hasn't been targeting that much, but I guess we'll see. And we're going to do just one quick final last segment. It's going to be touchdowns. Uh, you're going to say over or under for the touchdowns. There's going to be no conversation about it. You're just going to say over or under. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, over, under, one and a half. I'm going to go with over. Over. I think he goes under. Under. Kirk Cousins, one and a half. Over. 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 Najee Harris, half a touchdown. Over. I'm going to go over. Over. Where are they playing? They are playing Minnesota. Mm, over. I think he gets it as well. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Las Vegas, under. Under. Clyde against Las Vegas. Under. I think he'll get it. I like that. He's on my fantasy team. Justin Jefferson, over under half a touchdown. I'm going to say he's going to score one of the uh, Kirk Cousins touchdowns, so over. 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 I don't think we'll get one this week. Travis Kelsey, over under one and a, or just half touchdown versus Las Vegas. I'm going to go over. Under. Over. I think he gets it. Uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, half touchdown versus Vegas. Under. Over. 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 And that's it. That's going right. to complete the podcast for today. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We'll be back next week with a playoff segment.